Namaste everyone. Namaste Ari. Uh welcome to Atreya Herbs podcast. Uh we are in the journey uh, as we are talking to uh, my co-host here uh Ari. Um those of you who are just joining this uh, podcast series uh Ari is um uh an ayurvedic enthusiast i would say now uh he is discussing with us about a uh, exciting ayurvedic journey that she has undergone and how you can make your uh, personal ayurvedic journey the entire purpose of this podcast is to inspire people to take up ayurvedic lifestyle and ayurvedic uh, routine and uh, enjoy a long healthy life So those of you who don't know Arya Arya is a transformational intuitive life coach she's also an author and a speaker she's based out of New York um she is the founder of uh, a coaching collective called as See You at Noon uh, which inspires people and individuals um by doing individual coaching or group coaching and also she conducts retreats the main thing Arya does is she uses Uh, dialogue journaling techniques to help people to uncover their childhood pain um and then also societal conditioning so by doing that she will shift the um uh, perspective uh, of people change their habits and then release suffocated creativity so that's what are does and and today i and are are going to continue uh exploring and giving uh our listeners uh, you the ability to to know how an ayurvedic journey can be uh, personalized okay thank you are for joining thank you vidya j for having me i'm really enjoying this oh great those of you who are joining just today please do listen to our previous two podcasts to have the continuum of thought uh how the uh, ra took her journey and how um ayurveda has helped her and we're going to go explore more to know uh the how uh, we we can customize or how we can personalize your ayurvedic journey and we uh, were at the point where we were looking at um if at all you're ready to commit right that's where we were so now we're going to continue with that thought process and uh, one of the things that we uh, you know look at is um the why ayurveda question you know so every time we talk about uh, uh, the journey there are so many journeys to undertake it can be journey through uh, traditional chinese medicine or it may be through uh, nutritional medicine etc but why specifically ayurveda let's listen to arya why did she uh, she she had given us some very interesting uh, experiences that uh, arya had uh, but first first listen to why ayurveda uh, uh, arya well i i think what we touched on previously was when you know mm-hmm. when ayurveda really and i went back to when i was 12 learning how to stand on my head and then <laughs> and then that. you know being really curious and yeah. paying attention 
to um, diet and, and nutrition throughout my life, but also as a journey, we can fall back into old patterns depending upon our lifestyle, where our life is taking us. But mm -hmm. that Ayurveda really, for me, began, you know, like when I when I was 12. But then learning as I grew, I was always drawn to um, Indian philosophy, you know, Chinese philosophy. I was always drawn more towards the Eastern thinking. And mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I I explored that um, forever. And I did mention the Bhagavad Gita, um, mm -hmm. the Upanishads, the, the Hindu mm -hmm. scriptures. Mm -hmm. For me, the more I looked into that in mm -hmm. conjunction with other other beliefs and other cultures, it always made a full circle where we could find Ayurveda, we could find the Bhagavad Gita, the mm -hmm. story in other stories. So mm -hmm. it's it's um more like for me a collective of universal teachings and philosophies that are really all encompassed in Ayurveda. Right? So that's true because Ayurveda is not anything that is forced upon oneself. It's not something that you, because you're feeling certain way, you you would start, uh, you know, taking uh, steps towards maybe pills or something. Ayurveda is not that. It doesn't force anything on you. Uh, Ayurveda is a very motherly, transformative, you know, uh, uh, science. Because I think Ayurveda is made of love. It is so tender, so soft, and it wants you to transform um, slowly um, so that you have a permanent net that you can fall on anytime. And this net on which you fall on is just not the physical net. It is a fabric of spirituality, a fabric that is interwoven and and tied up into emotions and, and your experiences. And it all starts with physical steps. And those are the routines that we will introduce some of them to all of our listeners here and, and see that uh, uh, they, we do what uh, uh, Are went through. Are said that, you know, I knew something is there. I looked into the, uh, you know, the scriptures and, and then the spiritual lore uh, that we, uh, you know, not only uh, the Indian philosophy has, but also Chinese philosophy. But uh, the coming home was starting a routine. Don't you see, see, see that? Uh, can, can I say that, Ari? That's 100% correct. Like you just you just described it perfectly. So you're right. It is it is like a coming home. It is nurturing. It is loving. It is slow and gradual. Like I've used uh, the uh, the image of children or babies who just learn how to walk. They fall down. They get up. And Ayurveda <laughs> is really like that because I the the more I learn about something that I'm practicing, whether it's a supplement, a tea. Um, or now my new my new uh, interest is how many different ways I can make doll, <laughs> you know. So and so I I'm I'm just you get more curious because it's yeah. it is that subtle, but I also feel it's like a universal truth. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. as a human being, when mm -hmm. you when you become curious to the steps and the process, 
I mm -hmm. feel you're naturally drawn to wanting to know more and to learn more. And then mm -hmm. it becomes a part of your everyday practice and life. Yeah, um, you're right. And I want to tell our listeners that as you adopt and become an Ayurvedic, you know, lifestyle follower, diet follower, and finally, you know, an Ayurvedic, uh, um, you know, person who embraces Ayurvedic philosophy, you gradually uh, let go your ego, um, the guard, the, 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 the one which prevents you to be one with everything is ego. So um, when we talked about in the last uh, um, podcast, Ari, if you, uh, you know, we, we were talking about that momentary excitement, how that ego builds up when we go into that. Um, so that ego is what we slowly and very gently dissolve so that we can become one with the joy of the universe. So I love that idea that, uh, uh, you know, you, you tr tr slowly transform and you come back to um, your own um, healing, you know, uh, space. So that healing space is what we will be, you know, exploring. Um, so th let's let's also look at you know how Ayurveda came into existence. You know this is this is something that we I and Ra talked about. You know what is the context uh, in which Ayurveda came into existence? And people know that Ayurveda is quite old. Uh, a, a, you know, and is it relevant even today? You know, it's being something that's so old, so uh, you know primitive. Is it relevant even today for our fast-paced life that we lead? Um, is it something that, you know, makes us slow and uh, uh, not to be in this, in this uh, you know, society where everything is uh, uh, fueled with, uh, you know, constant excitement and etc. So is Ayurveda a science that can, you know, match with or can, can it support our current life, you know, lifestyle? Uh, that's what I wanted to talk to our, uh, you know, listeners today so that they should not feel, oh, if I follow Ayurveda, I have to let go everything and then lead a, a different type of a lifestyle where my friends are all seeing me as a, you know, a, a different uh, entity altogether. But, uh, but no, um, that's not true. Uh, Ayurveda, let's go back to that time. Uh, I just wanted to um, tell all our listeners when Ayurveda came into existence. Uh, Ayurveda is quite uh, an ancient system. Uh, it came into existence probably around uh, 5,000 to 6,000 years ago. In the midst of time, we cannot you know, pinpoint and say this is the time when Ayurveda uh, you know, originated. Um, it, it is when the humans started living a society life. <laughs> this is interesting, Are. You have to listen to this. It's, the, the, this is the, documented in this 5,000-year-old uh, uh, textbook of Ayurveda, uh, where they say that, you know, as the humans left the natural way of living, that means uh, in the forests, uh, According to the circadian rhythms, people were living a beautiful life. And then they decided that they want to have more a civilized way of living. That is uh, settling into uh, uh, cities and uh, uh, into, you know, uh, uh, urban, you know, way of living. 
so that's when the diseases started the diseases became more prevalent and uh, uh, more complex when people started living a society life can you believe that <laughs> that um, makes sense <laughs> that's because they say it was not of course there was a you know um, a change in the type of diet they ate and the surrounding that they were living in but it is because of thought pollution uh, people started you know having jealous having uh, anger having you know uh, sadness uh, and, uh, and wow. desire so those started making ways into the the uh, human human not only body but also human uh, being and that uh, is the first cause for the diseases to you know become more and more complex so all the people who were uh, living in a society uh, started experiencing physical mental emotional imbalances and they all gathered and they went to uh, himalayas who went to himalayas they were uh, these great masters um, they we call them as rishis in ayurveda uh, rishi means one who discovers the knowledge and dissipates the knowledge for the upliftment of the uh, society or the human you know um, beings so these um great sages went to himalayas and they meditated so ayurveda is a science i want to emphasize on two points here for our our listeners are yeah, one is that ayurveda was not discovered in a lab um second thing is that ayurveda was never um you know given to or discovered by the sages for um their benefit uh, they did not uh, receive they did not do it for a noble prize but they did it for a noble cause the noble cause was to take away suffering so what inspired ayurveda to come into picture just the human suffering who uh, discovered it these great sages who wanted to uplift the society and make people uh, free from disease and lead a long healthy life so they went in in the deep state of meditation and they started having uh, you know visions and revelations and and uh, he uh, also uh, yeah, you know listening to certain things and they came out of meditation and they started putting all that they discovered in their meditation and uh, they started documenting so when they started documenting um, this and there were certain aspects which they never knew what they are um, they anyway whatever they uh, saw in their deep consciousness they started writing everything down and also observe very very correctly is there a bias is it just the real true knowledge or is it something that i am you know projecting uh, the sages were the sages were uh, always about true knowledge you know uh, and they uh, cross checked and observed in the nature started documenting that too and developed theories and distinctly there were two uh, uh, types of knowledge um one was a knowledge that was meant to take care of the body another one uh, is for grooming the mind so the first one which is for the body 
uh, is like a manual. This manual uh, is to take care of uh, all aspects of human body. Um, that is called as Ayurveda. So Ayurveda, the main domain of Ayurveda is to protect and promote body health. Uh, it doesn't neglect the mind and emotions. Don't take me wrong. Um, but it is mainly helping the body. That's where we start our journey to, like Arya was saying, the journey starts from the body uh, health. So then the second manual of all the information that they put together from their uh, meditation um, was the yoga. Yoga is the taking care of the mind. This discovery of Ayurveda is amazing because look at the... Um, the space from where Ayurveda is coming. Uh, it is coming from a space of uh, mercy on human beings, um, helping human beings to uh, empower um, human beings because Ayurveda can be practiced by anybody um, and it can be uh, adopted by um, any, um, you know, a part of the world because the principles of Ayurveda, theories of Ayurveda are so universal. And you now coming back to the question, uh, you know, um, purpose, uh, uh, that now Ayurveda has come into existence about 8,000 years or 5,000 years ago, something like that. Um, how would it be relevant today, right? Did you think, Are, the some of the things that were suggested to you by me or you discovered as part of your Ayurvedic journey, were they, they did they feel like that they were very ancient and you know, not like, okay, my gosh, this, how would I do this? Would you, did you ever have that type of a situation come up? I... I, first of all, I love everything that you just said and explained because, um, and that there were no, this wasn't discovered in a lab or necessarily with drugs. And I think it's more relevant now probably than ever because as, um, you know, collectively as the world, we can look at, you know, the, the planet and where we are evolving as human beings, we're going back to what was organic and natural because mm -hmm. nothing really is working right now. I mean, these are drugs and, you know, everything has its place. Western medicine has, does have its place. Absolutely, absolutely. Right? It does have its place. But when you talk about the, I like that it's um, two, two types, the mind and the body. And from my experience with you and with starting with the supplements, I did have to um, work with my body first. And then, yep. you know, because the, the working with the body, with the supplements and food, our mind is going to feel better. I often, when I lived in L.A., I noticed like the, the home, all the homeless people that that there are, you can't help but to, to wonder how can they function if they're not eating well or if they're not, they're not fed. And so mm -hmm. when we look at especially this country in the United States, the the poverty of food you know, the quality or the lack of quality of food, how can people not necessarily think, oh, you know, an antidepressant or medication because they don't, they're not giving their body the nutrients that it needs. How can anybody really be functioning optimally? Mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, yeah. You know, so um, I think those are really, those are really important 
um, points that 5,000 years ago, when we think about it, the food, the quality of everything was pure. Uh And the fact that we came into more of an (laughs) urban life, of course, our emotions were going to be the culprit. Yeah, (laughs) you're right. Um, So um, it it came just naturally to you, I I guess, like what the answer that you gave uh, is that because you had an open uh, mindedness um, yes, it yes. was. It never felt like this is something so ancient, and I, um, you just embraced it. Looks like, and and most of the most of the people who come across Ayurveda, that's what happens. They slowly embrace it, um, even before thinking how old it is, how relevant it is. That's that's true. But I think uh, the older I wanted, it is, the eh? more relevant it is. because it is time tested you know so many people have used it and it's time tested absolutely Ayurveda is the time tested system of healing or self you know um, uh, care that is out there so yes what uh, you just said wait what you just said about the trust this is important for people to really hear when you look at Ayurveda and the year and the, the thousands of years time tested, it still works. Mm-hmm. So today, when we look at um, the things that are, especially in the Western thinking or even things that are FDA approved, mm-hmm. the, a lot of the times the things that are FDA approved, we find out later on causes illness. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that, you know, you you look at the things that are approved. When you look at Ayurveda and and herbs and diet, there's really nothing in there that we're going to say that it's going to hurt us. Now, everything does need balance, and we don't want mm-hmm. to take too much of one thing with mm-hmm. anything that we're doing. But mm-hmm. I I would love people to really look at the history and why this is more relevant now because we've done so much damage to our bodies, to our minds, with technology and with the, um, the, the, the raping of our planet. So mm-hmm. it is more relevant mm-hmm. now. And it's, we should be grateful to the Rishis who went, went and discovered all of this for us, because they probably knew on some level that thousands of years in the future we would need this. Yeah. Yeah, they say it's on and possibly no separation uh, it is the moment we separate from the planet, from the universe, from our environment, that's when we get suffocated and then the diseases will take hold in the body. So um, true, the, if you say organic, biodynamic farming, replenishing our soils, which mm-hmm. is a major, major issue, which is going to continue to grow uh, much bigger uh, in the future as we um, you know, discover how the world's most fertile soils have been depleted um, and use of all the, um, you know, unnecessary um, chemicals and fertilizers and pesticides, etc. how those have, saw, you know, spoiled our water sources. And anyway, that's a huge topic to discuss, but Ayurveda and the philosophies of Ayurveda actually help you to be part of the greater universe. It never separates. You separate, you become egoistic. Your ego becomes, so your ego becomes uh, your expression. Diseases are waiting on the corner 
the moment you you know you put on the uh, egoistic uh, you know approach so ayurveda absolutely you said it correctly it is a universal um uh, you know healing system that heals the planet heals the healer i get healed you know believe it or not whenever i'm sitting with all the uh, people who come to see me or when i'm doing their uh, ayurvedic therapies etc i get healed too so i see i i have said it many a times ayurveda is the only system where the one who is being healed and the healer both get benefit and uh, of uh, being healthy and long living so beautifully uh, you know uh, put together universe is never separate from us it's actually we need to encourage all our listeners here to be in the universe or in the nature or in the rhythm of nature's and uh, you know like what we call a circadian rhythms to have a healthy long life it starts with the food again so we go back to the square one that it is food which that's where ari's journey started she started eating in certain ways and then she started noticing her mind is working differently her emotions are working differently she saw the world upside down <laughs> by doing headstands and, and and so on so uh, that is what ayurveda is about yoga is about it is to give us a, a the reality of uh universe um which is promoting our health rather than a reality that is um cutting short our life um so a, an inspiration that comes from the balancing of life with the nature is what ayurveda brings to the table and it's been doing that for last 5000 to 8000 years um and 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 in currently uh we can definitely adopt ayurvedic principles um water has been the same since the uh, the universe created earth and and made the water available so if water exists and water relates to human being however long it has been uh, ayurveda is a science that is like water it is relevant as you know when it was discovered to the time when it is now being looked upon as one of the systems to help human beings to live a long healthy life if uh, the um, earth is relevant if the sun is relevant if the wind is relevant ayurveda is relevant so sometimes in the, in these uh, textbooks written by the great sages of ayurveda they say ayurveda has no beginning and no end because it is a, a knowledge base that is meant for um you know human beings and other forms of life and let's they, they, they uh, one of the things uh, the arya that i wanted to tell uh, uh, is that uh, there is um a ayurveda for horses there is an ayurveda for elephants oh, wow yeah. that's so wonderful yeah. so that that means it, it can be um used for any form of life so from the time the the life came into existence ayurveda existed because uh, no nobody teaches uh, a dog when to uh you know get out there and and eat some grass and and throw up you know it's not that the 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 dog feels so happy that it just goes out and then it wants to be 
a little bit uh, excited and then he eats the grass for a change instead of eating a bone and in it throws up it is the choice of the dog and it comes as a natural instinct and it has to eat you know, chew on some grass and it doesn't digest it and it throws up and all the mucus comes out and it it doesn't do all year long it does in one specific season that is the science of ayurveda or science of life that exists in the dog in its own instinct so ayurveda is here to bring us to that you know uh, level of understanding the life and brings us to the space where we can heal ourselves but look what you also said was important about animals i mean yeah. i had two two dogs and uh you know one just recently passed but the the what i've seen with people who have pets the disease in pets now is more prevalent than it was you know years ago and i think that's because the animals and the the pet food industry isn't giving the animals what they really need right mm-hmm. so we see it yeah. we see it everywhere and yeah. so there also is think that people sorry yeah 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 there is depletion of um the sources the, the natural sources in many venues there is no question area you're right uh, food is depleted and uh, so many uh, food engineered products that we eat um the, i was other day reading uh, that uh, you know there are about 80000 food chemicals that are permitted to oh be my used God. yeah yeah so that is okay, that can be used in coloring or stabilizing right they were fda approved right yeah i think so i think it's i don't know whether it's specifically fda approved but it is you know approved by the food uh, you know regular uh, you know regulating bodies but you know th- they may be safe or nobody will know how long these uh, you know things will work in our bodies and how they are excreted like for the for that you know short duration they they are fine they go into the body but um the pollution or the depletion these uh, human created you know products have been we cannot estimate um so uh, in, uh, animal food every form of food is depleted and ayurveda is here to tell us you know eat locally eat that is you know in your backyard grow things in your backyard uh, if possible or eat from the farmers markets look at the resources that are fresh and alive um so that's where the life journey of uh, a long uh, healthy um, you know being starts it starts with choices the choices that we come back to ares point that it is food um so <laughs> this is what i also an, think an, what you're saying is that i would like people in hearing this that you know our society has to change and we can all be stewards of that change mm-hmm. simply by mm-hmm. making different choices and if we make different choices we don't have to wait for politicians to say that yeah. this is going to be um things are going to change politically to ask ourselves what can i do to to simplify my life my children's lives my family's life and then slowly we're going to see not only a gradual change but also nobody's going to lose we're not going to lose the um 
you're not going to lose anything. We're not going to lose our lifestyle per se. We're just going to shift it so that we're functioning better and happier. And mm-hmm. um, I would love to see everybody make their their one contribution a day, whether it's recycling plastic or not using this or just thinking mm-hmm. about the choices mm-hmm. they're making. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, yes, it is your uh, not only um, self-health, but universal health. And those small changes that you want to make in your society, the change starts with you. And the word that I want to use again is change sometimes is good, but transformation is better because change has a tendency to shift, but transformation is more permanent because yes. you need to go into a trance to make that form to change. So a trance is a, <laughs> yeah. it comes from more higher dimension. So a transformation that you belong to the universe and you have responsibility to take care of yourself as well as the universe is the powerful message that Ayurveda gives to all. And uh, uh, Ari, I I think we need to continue with this in our uh, fourth podcast and talk about, you know, how Ayurveda um, is, uh, you know, extending the universal um, elements into the body is what I am going to talk about. And I also want your input. Uh, how did you see that happening in your personal Ayurvedic journey so that all of our listeners can you know, embrace the change that or <laughs> transformation? Well, that it's a Ayurveda. necessary transformation. Right? Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely talk about it. I'm so, so, so grateful that you could join this conversation and share your beautiful experience and your expertise of, uh, you know, being yourself a wonderful practitioner. Uh, I love every part, every discussion, every aspect that we visit um, together. Thank you for having me. Of course, to bring this to 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 the listeners and for the greater good. Thank you so much. Namaste. Thank you.